What's up, guys? It is Coasters and Things here today, and I'm back again with another episode of The Thrill Life. Today, me and Beyond the Thrills, we're going to be talking a lot about SeaWorld Entertainment. Yeah, two really big announcements within the past five days. So that's our main purpose for this episode today, is to talk about both Penguin Trek and Phoenix Rising. Mm -hmm. So first off, uh, we knew about this coaster for a little while because um, we had seen track on site, but SeaWorld Orlando just announced Penguin Trek. And first off, uh, all I have to say first off is SeaWorld and B&M, you've done it once again. <laughs> yeah, both this and Phoenix Rising are going to be fantastic additions to both of their parks. And I also saw that now with both Penguin Trek and Phoenix Rising. There's officially 10 B&Ms in the state of Florida. You're welcome for that. I posted that on my coaster story yesterday. Oh, did you? I saw that on someone else's story, but Oh. No. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So, let's try to uh let's try to name the 10 actually while we're on the topic. Uh Incredible Hulk. Mhm. Mm Kumba. Yes. Montu. Yes. Shikra. Yeah. What's that? 4. Four, yeah. Mako? Mm-hmm. Pipeline? Yes. Manta? Mm-hmm. Kraken? Yeah. Ooh. How many more do I need? Two more. Oh, it's Penguin <laughs> Trek and Phoenix Rising. I was about to say, yeah, the two new ones. <laughs> All right. No, I did good there. Mm -hmm. On the spot, too. Yeah, the first state with double-digit B&Ms, because California has nine B&Ms. But anyways, Penguin Trek, this will be opening in 2024 at SeaWorld Orlando. It is the first ever B&M family sit-down coaster. This will have 3,020 feet of track, an LSM launch, max speed of 43 miles an hour, and the trains will look like snowmobiles. Yeah, the interior for the station, we're just talking about the concept art right now, obviously, but... It looks super cool. Um, it looks like this ride is going to have a lot of themings, maybe somewhat of a pre-show before the actual outdoor portion of the coaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, which you, looks very cool. Yeah, you'll adventure through the snow and ice of Antarctica is what it says. Yeah, so it will have an indoor portion, and then it will, I'd assume, launch outside and then go through the rest of the layout. But, yeah, super cool. Um, it's awesome to see another roller coaster added to SeaWorld Orlando. I mean, it's pretty crazy. You look at some of these other parks, like Dorney, for example. I know I allude to them all the time, but it took them so long to add a new roller coaster. They're finally getting Iron Menace. And then you look at SeaWorld Orlando, Icebreaker, Pipeline, now this. All within, what, five years? Yeah, although think about this. Since, okay, since Stinger was added at Dorney, SeaWorld Orlando got Mako icebreaker pipeline the surf coaster and now penguin track yeah oh you're right mako was 2016 wow, 2016 yeah still relatively recent yeah yeah but anyways i mentioned these trains will look like snowmobiles 
This will not be like Dark Coaster, though, where you have the snowmobile-style seating. It's just regular sit-down position. Yeah, and also it'll have a 42-inch height requirement. Nice. Which means it will get a lot of kids on it. Yeah, no, it's um, going to be a great family coaster. Um, not sure where it'll rank for most people in terms of coasters at SeaWorld. I would probably say... Maybe, probably not top five. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, now that Icebreaker doesn't have the comfort collars anymore, people seem to like Icebreaker a lot more. But I feel like if it still had the comfort collars, then yeah, maybe people would prefer this over Icebreaker. But now I feel like, yeah. And, I, and at the end of the day, as much as they, you know, advertise Icebreaker as a family coaster, it's still a step up from this. I think it's about time they got a true family coaster because, I mean... I don't consider Icebreaker a true family coaster. That ride is actually pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's like a notch above what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to talk about Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. I'll say this announcement caught me off guard. I was not expecting this. Bush Gardens Tampa did no teasing for this announcement at all. Yeah, the like hard hat helmet in the sand on instagram that was basically it and then a day later they made the announcement i was like caught me by surprise came out of nowhere really yeah that has me wondering if this was a last minute edition hey they could have gotten a sea world entertainment may have gotten a great deal from b&m and you know they they jumped on it and said all right we have the space let's do it yeah, from one B&M to another. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a new B&M family inverted coaster. The first one in North America. It'll be one of three in existence. Right. The yeah. other two, the other two are in China and they're both clones of each other. So this one will have a custom layout and this one will be bigger and longer than the others. Yep, yep. And it will be the first coaster in the park to feature onboard audio and they're oh, advertising yeah. they're advertising and saying that it's going to have a one-of-a-kind soundtrack whatever that means so yeah thank you for saying about the onboard audio because i forgot to write that down in my notes <laughs> oh really but anyways this is going in the pantopia area this will be replacing sand serpent which was their wild mouse coaster that got removed this year and safe to say this will be way better than Sand Serpent ever was. Sand Serpent was so dull, even for a wild mouse. In case you're wondering about the name, the name actually refers to Phoenix, which was their looping starship ride that was removed in 2018. Same ride as Berserker at King's Dominion. You know that ride. Right, yeah. Uh, and I actually got the chance to ride both Sand Serpent and Phoenix. I'm not complaining that both of those were removed. I didn't like either one of those rides. But anyways, I was a little wary of this edition when I saw it first, because these editions, they run one train. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and BGT gets crazy crowds. Yeah, I'll be honest. You look around the industry, and there's a lot of new roller coasters opening at major parks this year that do only run one train and i feel like parks didn't think that through you look at the Bacoma family boomerangs like holiday mm -hmm. world and king's island those rides run one train plus another they get crazy attendance another reason why i was a little wary of this edition it's an inverted coaster and they already have montu 
I don't know, man. Uh, it's and, cool for BGT. I feel like there were better both, parks. Yeah. I don't know. If you ask me, honestly, between uh, Phoenix Rising and Penguin Track, I think those editions should have been flipped. I think SeaWorld Orlando should have gotten the family invert and that uh, BGT should have gotten the family sit down for the B&Ms. That's a good argument. Yeah, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. But anyways, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised Phoenix Rising. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people call it Mini Montu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. They're, they're um, both the exact same color of blue for track. The restraints on these rides, they're like vest restraints minus the vests. They have the like lap bar portion that the big lap bar portion that comes down on your lap and they have the uh, grab handle uh, bars that are on the side but not the vest. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. I know that was a lot. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, again, I think you make a really strong argument that, yeah, you you really could flip them. Yeah, I think they should have been flipped. I think they would have been better had they gone to the other park. Both of them, I'm talking about. Yeah, now you definitely make a strong <laughs> argument, man. All right, now we're going to talk about Loch Ness Monster at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. It's set to go through some major changes this offseason. So the park is really going through a full refurbishment, mm -hmm. adding new portions of track. I'm almost positive they are kind of revamping the station as well. Yeah. You want to give more info on this? Yeah, so Loch Ness Monster, for those of you who don't know, it originally opened in 1978. It's 45 years old this year. It was the first coaster ever to feature interlocking loops like this. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's actually closing on October 31st, Halloween this year, to get a major refurbishment. There will be a last rides weekend for pass holders on November 4th and 5th, though. You wrote it very recently. Once, yeah. I'm glad I got to ride the original one time. Your thoughts? It's okay. Uh, it doesn't do a whole... It's not bad at all. It doesn't do a whole lot, though, aside from the loops. You also have Tennessee Tornado at your home park, which looks significantly better. <laughs> I know. I'm spoiled when it comes to arrow loopers. Yeah. But, um, yeah. There will also, for this, there will also be a first rides event for pass holders when it reopens next year. But about 30% of Nessie's track is getting replaced with new track. I like how you called it Nessie there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, the manufacturer, we don't know who's manufacturing, who's fabricating the new track. Uh, could be could be Gerslauer or it could be uh, SNS. Those are my two guesses. Yeah, I was going to say, if you look at Vacoma's old track design, it's very similar to Arrow. However, they don't do that track design anymore. They're, I would say their new style track look is almost on par with, like, Premiere. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, new theming elements will be added to the queue. Which is good. Uh, Loch Ness Monster had the uh, most bland queue out of all the coasters at BGW. Yeah, I would say maybe the other one that is kind of close is like Pantheon. That doesn't look to have much theming at all besides a couple signs and banners. Pantheon has more than Loch Ness Monster does. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But you look at other rides at the park like Verbolton has awesome theming. So does Dark Coaster. 
dark coaster yeah in, in the queue not in the ride <laughs> well oh you're talking about dark coaster yeah Verbolten, i was gonna say verbolton has some theming throughout verbolton has good theming in the ride dark coaster they cheaped out on the theming with that but anyways uh yeah that was a bit of a surprise you're right it's mostly just pitch black right mm -hmm. for Loch Ness, though uh new theming elements will also be incorporated in the ride uh, I heard uh, in the helix in the tunnel, you will come face to face with the Loch Ness monster itself. That's pretty cool. So you think it'll be yeah. an animatronic or a projection? Probably a projection, if I had to take a guess. Loch Ness monster. Uh, it's not amazing, but it's good for what it is. It's way better than Anaconda, obviously. <laughs> That's not saying much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Loch Ness monster. Major refurbishment. BGW, you get a thumbs up. Yeah, another reason why that's my favorite park. There you go. Yeah, I got to get back there. Mm -hmm. Pantheon itself is worth getting back there for. It's been too long, man. Mm -hmm. All right, now we're going to talk about Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. They are adding two new rides for 2024, those being Dreamwheel and Surge. Yeah. So Dream Wheel is going to be a new Ferris wheel. Their old Ferris wheel was removed in 2017. And Surge, it's a spinning ride, I believe, by SBF Visa. It could be Zimperla. It could be SBF Visa. We are not entirely sure. I feel, think free to, feel free to fact check, check us on that and leave yeah. us a comment below. But it looks very similar to Pandemonium at Six Flags Great Escape and Cyborg at... Six Flags New England. And you also said there's one at the Island in Pigeon Forge, right? Yeah, uptime. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, they look like cool flat rides. I actually never went on um Cyborg or Pandemonium at Great Escape in New England. So I don't really know what these rides are like. I think the closest thing I've done to them are this flat ride at iPlay America, which is this like FEC indoor fec in new jersey and that ride's kind of cool but um that's probably the closest thing i've yeah, done to in, in order to uh accommodate for these new rides they removed cliffhanger which was one of their previous flat rides and it appears to have been sold to a new owner actually yeah those look like rides that can easily be moved from one park to another I'll admit, I'm not too familiar with Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in terms of uh, rides. I know they have their three roller coasters. I don't really know about their flat rides, though. Um, overall, I think these two rides will be popular. Um, again, Surge, it's a cool flat ride. You can never go wrong with that. And for a boardwalk park, it's a great fit. Yeah, and I mean, you can never go wrong with a Ferris wheel. Those are essentials for every amusement park. Especially boardwalk parks as well. It's yeah. It's weird going to a boardwalk park and not seeing a Ferris wheel. I don't know if you remember when Does we Maury... went to Jenkins. When we went to Jenkinson's, did they have a Ferris wheel? Maury's has one. Okay, I was about to ask. Does Maury's have one? Because I didn't remember if Maury's had one or not. But um, I don't think Jenkinson's had one. I don't think they did either. Yeah. I know now, Casino Pier has a really big one. Casino Piers is great. Uh. Jillian's Wonderland Pier has one. Castaway Cove has one. Maury's. Um, I don't think Jenkinson's does, though. That's actually kind of wild. The Santa Monica uh, Piers one is pretty iconic. When people think of the Santa Monica Pier, they think of two rides, West Coaster and the F Ferris Wheel. 
Yeah, for sure. In every like TV show, when they go to an amusement park, it's always uh, Santa Monica Pier. I don't know why. Like Drake yeah. and that episode of Drake and Josh when they rode the Demonator. Yeah. Every cutscene of Mystic Mountain was West Coaster. Was it actually? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so it, funny. That's the uh, amusement park that you see on like a lot of TV shows and movies. Yeah, and video games as well. I play Rocket League all the time, and that's in Rock. That's the coaster. There's like one like arena you can play on, and it's like the beach, and it's West Coaster in the background. That ride is pretty iconic for, I honestly just where it's located. I feel like if it was at any other park, no one would talk about it. Yeah, the one at Dino's that has the swinging cars, doesn't it? The Wonder Wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like the one at uh uh. Disney's California Adventure. California Adventure, yeah. Yep. Super cool. Okay. Last one here before the special segment. Okay. I was about to ask, are we doing a special segment today? We are. Good. All right. So, Rocky Mountain Construction plans to add three new RMC Raptors next year, including two internationally and one here in the U.S. So, let's discuss what parks are potential candidates. So, Mm. I'm going to give... One off the bat here for international, Wallaby Holland. Yeah, this one's almost pretty much confirmed. This one's been pretty much confirmed for a while now. We don't have a layout or a name or anything else. We just are 99% certain they're getting an RMC Raptor next year. Yeah, it will be another park to have a Raptor and a iBox coaster with Untamed, just like Six Flags Magic Mountain with Wonder Woman and Twisted Colossus. Yeah, this so will that's be pretty the, cool. Yeah, this will be the first international raptor. Right. One of oh, the wow. uh, one of the two international raptors, by the way, is going to have a custom layout. Okay, that's cool to see. Yeah. So, I would hate to see Wallaby Holland get a Jersey Devil slash Wonder Woman clone. I really would. I would rather them be the park to get the custom layout. I want to see something different, you know? Wallaby Holland was one of my guesses for uh, one of the two, and I'm going to give my other guess for the International RMC Raptor right now. Okay, let's hear it. I know we just said Wallaby Holland. I'm going to guess Wallaby Belgium. Mm-hmm. That was my other guess. Okay, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because I figured if if Wallaby buys one of them, why wouldn't they buy two? Yeah, no, that's a great point. And they just added, what, Conda two years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. That's so funny that we picked the same two. (laughs) That's actually great. Great minds think alike. There you go, yeah. So how about for the U.S.? For the U.S., I have two guesses. One of them is Kentucky Kingdom. They were supposed to actually get an RMC Raptor, but they ended up going to Silverwood instead. Okay. That's cool. So I'm going to guess Kentucky Kingdom again. And then the other guess I have for the U.S. Park, I know they're just getting a kiddie coaster this year, but I'm going with Six Flags St. Louis. Ooh, okay. I could totally see an RMC Raptor at Six Flags St. Louis. I know everyone wants an RMC conversion of Boss. I do not want that. I like Boss. I would rather have an RMC Raptor at St. Louis. Nice. Um... Now that you said Six Flags St. Louis, it got me thinking about Six Flags parks more. Um, I really could see one at Six Flags America eventually. Possibly, yeah. Although Roar needs to be RMC badly at Six Flags America. 
the only reason why I'm saying they may push that off for a while is because they retract Roar like two years ago. And it does not show at all. That ride is abysmally rough. I didn't hate that ride. I mean, again, it's been a number of years since I went to Six Flags America, but I don't remember it being that bad. Like Wildcat at Hershey Park, I feel like was way worse than Roar. I, would you agree with that? Yeah, possibly. Um, I'm trying to think of another international park that one of these RMC Raptors could go to. Also, Roar didn't have uh, seals that lived under the brake run. <laughs> oh, like, like Wildcat at Hershey Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, maybe Skyline Park in Germany could get could get one. Yeah. Or, or um, I don't think Thorpe Park would get one. Nah, I don't think so either. Um, what about like Parque Warner? Park Warner Madrid, you mean? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Do they have? Yeah, they they might be pretty landlocked. They, now they squished it. in Gotham City Escape. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Now that I think about it, they are somewhat landlocked. Um, Port Aventura, I don't think would get one. Um, it would be a great fit at Parquet Warner, though. But yeah, they probably just don't have the space. Yeah, Fantasia Land wouldn't get one either. I don't think. Um, I think down the line, um, Six Flags Great Escape could add a raptor in place of Steam and Demon in the front of the park. Possibly. Um, Heidi Park could get one. Yeah, true. Uh, honestly, I would love to see them remove their SLC and replace it and get raptor in its place. <laughs> I know I'm always like, keep the OG rides around, keep the arrow loopers around. SLCs can go. I really don't care. <laughs> I, I, I hate SLCs. I would like to see a lot of the SLCs gone, except for Great Nor'easter. That one's actually good. Dude, Lost Island, of all roller coasters they could have added, why did they choose an SLC? Like, obviously, Kanonan <laughs> is there now, Matugani, and that looks great, and I'm pretty sure they have, like, a wacky worm as well. Yeah, and actually, uh, I know... SLC, why? I know um, one I know one of the uh, owners of Lost... Well, I don't, but one of my friends knows one of the owners of Lost Island, and he said, yeah, we didn't know about the reputation of the Coma SLCs, or the reliability issues of Intima accelerators. If we'd have known those, we wouldn't have bought either of them. <laughs> yeah, they probably would have went with like a Zyre or uh, maybe like a Mauer Spinner, something more reliable. I remember there was that Batman clone in Kuwait that was up for sale. They could have bought that if they wanted to get a used inverted coaster. Probably would have, yeah, it probably would have been better than the slc the slc does have best restraints though right yeah although i've heard it's one of the worst slcs that <laughs> wouldn't surprise me at all it's, it's relocated relocated coasters are never as smooth as coasters built in their original home yeah unless right. it's, unless uh, it's okay. phoenix unless it's phoenix at Knobles. okay yeah that's true um <laughs> so to wrap up this topic um because i don't want to spend too much time on this time to move almost time to move on but if you mm -hmm. could have one more guess for a u.s park right here on the spot what would it be yeah six flags discovery kingdom cool all right so let's move on to the special segment and for those of you tuning in for the first time jason is never aware of the topic beforehand i really just put him on the spot so 
Let's see what he comes up with today. So if there was one coaster model you could have at your home park, what would it be and why? I already have my guess, but I'm going to go with you first. Or my pick, not guess, sorry. <laughs> oh, man, this is hard. Do you want me to go while you think? Yeah, go ahead. I would go with an RMCI box, absolutely. Yeah. Because, because, yes, we have El Toro, which Great Adventure is my home park for those that don't know. We have El Toro, but I don't feel like Jersey Devil Coaster has that great of airtime. Um, so mm-hmm. I would go with an RMCI box because I feel like Jersey Devil is not even quite to the same level as other RMC coasters when talking about airtime. So yeah, I would go with the RMC iBox because every other RMC iBox coaster I've been on, Jersey Devil is the only Raptor I've been on, has significantly mm-hmm. better airtime than Jersey Devil in my mind. Uh, for me, for Dollywood, okay, you can probably guess this. When most people think of Dollywood for a coaster models, they need one comes to mind right off the bat and i'm gonna say it mock extreme spinner okay yeah jack said that right when we had him on exactly yeah most people want that the most for dollywood uh i probably do too if i'm completely honest uh time traveler was so good at silver dollar city yeah that's a great pick i would i really you know what would be awesome though a ride to happiness clone yeah yeah as great as Time Traveler looks, Ride to Happiness looks that much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great pick, man. And, okay, I'm not sure what Six Flags Over Georgia could get. Actually, yes, I do. Six Flags Over Georgia needs an air launch. Yeah, yep. As great as the surf coaster, I feel, will be, I think they would have benefited more from, like, a Max Force-style ride. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, which, for, like, the longest time, that's what everyone was assuming they were going to add next, but... We were wrong. All right. So pretty short special segment today. Jason, is there anything else you want to add real quick before we close out? Uh, I'm trying to think of something. I can't think of anything. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I guess we'll just call it now. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We probably will not drop a new episode for about another two weeks, considering we just released an episode a few days ago with CJ. Go check it out if you haven't already. We listed off our top five most underrated roller coasters. So that was a fun time. And yeah. Yeah. So thank you all so much for watching. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes of The Thrill Life coming. If you want to know all about the greater amusement industry, and this is Coasters and Things and Beyond the Thrills. Signing out. See y'all later.